So the topic of the talk I wanted to give today is on gratitude. And it's something that I think about a lot. Um, one of my favorite books is, uh, it's titled The Antidote, Happiness for Those Who Can't Stand Positive Thinking. <laughs> the author is Oliver Berkman, B-U-R-K-E-M-A-N. He's written several other books, which are, it's an absolutely hilarious read. It's very well written. Uh, and it, and it sort of moves very smoothly between funny anecdotes and sort of serious analysis. And um, it actually gives a framework for understanding and practicing genuine gratitude. The, um, the thing that Berkman talks about is that Gratitude is a complex practice. It's not simply about keeping a positive attitude. It's something much more substantial than that, and in some ways much more difficult to practice. I once took some prosperity classes with my wife. I had just quit my job as a high school teacher. I was um, in my first full year as a full-time musician, I earned $5,000. And on the one hand, $5,000 is not enough to live on, especially as you, if you live in New York City, as I do. But I'll tell you what, that was $5,000 more than I had ever made playing music before. I took these classes, my wife and I, because we were trying to figure out how to turn my aspirations to make a living at music into into reality. We were going through some lean times. We were trying to think of some ways to make ourselves more financially stable. The obvious answer would have been for me to quit folk singing and to get a day job. Um, but I wanted to make my music career work and pay my bills. So I learned several important things from this prosperity class. And I guess the first thing I learned is that most of what pro passes for prosperity philosophy is bunk. It's magical thinking. It's a bunch of hooey. It's also relentlessly positive to the point of authoritarian thought control where negative thoughts are impermissible and obstacles are to be dissolved through sheer denial. <laughs> I found it intolerable on those grounds alone because I'm a knee-jerk anti-authoritarian and I can't stand anyone telling me what to think, especially when they're telling me to think positive. So. <laughs> but I did learn also one other important thing in the class and it was something that actually works. Um, one part of the prosperity philosophy focuses on gratitude. And so that's actually a part of this that is very useful, but not for the reasons that they say it does. The prosperity folks say that gratitude is important because it keeps us in a positive frame of mind. And that's not why I think gratitude is valuable. It's an incredibly valuable practice because it allows us to understand cognitively and emotionally what exactly we have. 
And if you don't know what you have, you can't do anything with it. I meet people all the time who are focused very much on what they don't have in life. And, I mean, we all do at some point or another. If we didn't think about what we don't have, we would never stretch towards something else. So I totally understand that. But if that's your exclusive focus, you could be a person with enormous gifts and capacities in your life that you don't even know you have. And so for me, gratitude is a way of taking stock, of taking inventory. You know what you have if you are really, truly grateful for it. And if you know what you have, then you can do something with it. You can create something with it. Gratitude is a way of reminding ourselves of the vast possessions each one of us have. Not just materially, but also the great intangibles that we rarely stop to catalog. Our abilities, our experiences, our relationships, our values. If pain and sorrow are what you have in your life, you can even create things from those. You can, in a strange way, be grateful for those. Just check out any stand-up comic. They have all created art from their pain. I would argue not a few singer-songwriters have as well. The prosperity gospel tells us to run away from pain and sorrow. But gratitude tells us in a strange way to own them, to become friends with them. They are, in, they are an integral part of our lives, all of us, and they can't be ignored. It's best to be on friendly terms with them, like an annoying co-worker who nonetheless you have to cooperate with each day at work. Not so that they can take over your life, but so that they occupy no more and no less than their proper place. And um, so I want to read you a couple of things that Berkman talks about in the book because I think he's, he's on to something very useful about how to practice gratitude. He says that psychologists have long agreed that one of the greatest enemies of human happiness is hedonic adaptation. It's the predictable and frustrating way in which uh, any new source of pleasure that we obtain, whether it's as minor as a new piece of electronic gadgetry or as something as major and life-changing as getting married, every new pleasure gets swiftly relegated to the backdrop of our lives. We grow accustomed to it, so it ceases to deliver so much joy. It follows, then, that regularly reminding yourself that you might lose any of the things you currently enjoy Indeed, that you will definitely lose them all in the end when death catches up with us. That practice of reminding yourself that you could lose all of it reverses the adaptation effect. Thinking about the possibility of losing something you value shifts it from the background of your life back to center stage, where it can deliver pleasure once more. Epictetus, who, is one, who was one of the Stoic philosophers, said, Whenever you grow attached to something, do not act as though it were one of those things that cannot be taken away. If you kiss your child, your brother, your friend, remind yourself that you love a mortal, something not your own. It has been given to you for the present. 
not inseparably nor forever, but like a fig or a bunch of grapes at a fixed season of the year. Being grateful does not mean being complacent or being passive. You can feel gratitude for everything in your life and still be working to make things better. I would argue that being being grateful actually allows you to be better at working to make things better. I love playing the guitar and singing more than almost anything in the world. I've had carpal tunnel syndrome in both hands, ligament injuries in both of my hands, and one morning in 2002, I was rushing to get out of the house to some one thing or another, and I slammed the door behind me backhand. I don't know how I managed that, but I went like this, and this finger was caught in the door. I slammed it good and hard, and crushed this fingernail right here, which then, of course, turned black and blue and then fell off. And then suddenly I was a three-fingered guitar player. So in the face of all that, I could have sort of thrown up my hands and said, "Uh uh-oh, what the heck am I going to do? But a few months before, I had been given a guitar, an old family heirloom guitar, which was unplayable except as a slide guitar, because the neck was so warped and the strings were so high. I got a slide bar and I started working on playing slide guitar. So my suddenly uh, shorthanded hand on my left hand, which really made impossible, suddenly my entire repertoire of regular guitar playing was completely impossible to play. But I still could play slide guitar. And the year in which I lost my fingernail. It took about a year for this fingernail to come back and to be in a position where I could start fretting the guitar again. It took that long. I spent an entire year playing nothing but slide guitar. And let me tell you something, I got much better at it. (laughs) I had to be resourceful. I had to be creative, but I also had to figure out what I had. I couldn't just say, I could have said, oh, I can't play the guitar anymore. But what instead what I said is, I can play the guitar. I have another guitar that I've always wanted to learn to play better. My goodness, here's an opportunity. This loss created an opportunity for me to gain another skill, to become better at something. One door closed and another door opened. I was grateful in a strange way for this self-inflicted injury that um, opened up a life-changing set of skills in my life. I appreciate, um, I've had the same thing with my voice. I've suffered from acid reflux. I've had all kinds of voice issues, which I have um, gone to voice teachers and doctors to get help with. And I'm grateful every time I can open my mouth and sing because I know what it's like to be faced with the prospect of losing that. Um, I want to invite you all to sharpen your sense of gratitude by thinking not only about the things in your life that you value highly, but to think about what it would be like not to have them, and to make the most of them, and to appreciate them. I'm going to sort of cap this off with a song by Phil Oaks that I think really speaks to this. It's called There But For Fortune. <laughs>